I feel like a lot of the topics come up often, right? The conversations, what's happening, the questions that come in, they're all around the same thing. Well, not all around. They're all around the same, right? Half a dozen to a dozen topics and just a different approach to them. And today someone said, if you had to, if you had to take one thing and just do that one thing, you couldn't do anything else. You could only do that one thing. What would it be? I thought it was a good question. And it was surprising how quick I thought the answer, and then I've stayed with that answer still. So it's like, wow, I'm, I feel like I'm, I hit it right. right. So let's get to what that answer would be. And what I think everybody should be spending more of their time on than less. Unleash Your Hustle podcast brought to you by Unleash You Now and hosted by yours truly, Michael Faber. Let's grow. Society is on the back of creators and entrepreneurs. They're the ones that are going to save the world, change the world, and leave it better than they found it. They're willing to risk it all to impact and carve out their piece. Like, who wouldn't love that? But they're being lied to. They're made to believe they need to buy this software, invest in this list, create this site. And they are out before it even started because they're worried about the wrong thing. That's the point of this podcast. To prove that that's not the case because you don't need to because we didn't and we made it. So, I started with so. We didn't make it very far into the year. What are we like? January 20 some odd. Yikes, Michael. Yikes. Anyway, I said so. I did it. But it's a good time to say so. Because if I only was allowed to do one thing, everything else had to be done by someone else, or if this one thing had to be able to lead us in the direction of success, what would it be? And my answer, surprisingly, I felt like, and and why it was surprising to me, because I'm always an over-deliver guy, right? Like, that's my thing, over-deliver. And I'm not, like, I'm not the one. I'm the one that created that. I didn't create the term, over-deliver. That was created already. Right? I didn't write a book about over-delivering. I'm sure someone has. I just say it often, and I'm sure other people have, and as they should. And over-delivery is probably the thing you got to do if you want to create a culture of where the people that have become clients become supporters. Because if you can care and you can over-deliver after they're there, when their first sign-up or their first interactions with you, if it's a freebie or not, if you can over-deliver right, between caring and value in those two areas, that person's not just going to do that thing. They're going to be like, I really want to be part of what they're doing. I really want to support what they're doing. I want to be part of what they're doing. I might have said part three times. But I want to be involved. I want to be, be ingrained in the fabric of this because that's how much I believe in it. That's how much it affects me, impacts me, and drives me forward. And I want to be part of driving other people forward. But if you said the first, like, what would the one thing be? And I feel like I could take a piece of what I just talked about and put it into this. But the thing I would do is lead gen. Lead generation. I would find our people. And this is why. You could have the best product on earth. How many times have you went to a restaurant, there was no one in it, you ate, you said, this is freaking phenomenal, why isn't this place packed? You know why? It's because that restaurant does a really shitty job at finding its people and getting them in. They might not even have decided who their people are yet. 
They're just hoping people come in and try the greatness in which they have to offer. They didn't say, listen, you can eat this, but this is for these people, right? This is for the people that are busting their ass, changing this world. They don't have time to make a meal. This is for, for the people that are focused so much on providing for who they care about and care for and spending time with people that they love that they don't have the time to go away from them to cook it or they don't want to take the time, actually. Right? Like, that says something different to me. This is for the people that want gourmet that don't have the time to cook gourmet. Right? This is for the people that want a meal that gives them as much as they give their day. Right? All of a sudden, I'm pulling at strings of certain people. Now, those people are going to be like, yeah, this place was made for me. Right? Other people are going to come in and eat. And they're going to say, oh my God, this is good. Right? Like, this is how, why? This is amazing. How do we not know? But they're talking to their people that are going to be coming in early and often. And then they're going to over deliver with the amount of food and the quality of food. Right? For price ratio. And then people are going to come in more and more and more. Listen, I'm going to tell you a story. I was recently in Nashville, right? Because I do a lot of stuff in Nashville. Great spot. And I was recently in Nashville. And uh, I go to the Gaylord Resort a lot because it's freaking phenomenal, right? So if I'm in Nashville, I used to always want to be near a strip. Now I'm like, nah, put me out near the, put me out of the Gaylord, right? I can go in if I want to, but I can also just chill. And uh, no matter what time of year, no matter what the weather is like, they have the, uh, it's like domed indoor facility, uh, but there's porches. So it's like I'm sitting on a porch in temper control weather, regardless of the day and the weather can affect it. And I'm just like, yes. Yes, may I have another, right? So that's, I go there often. And there's a bunch of restaurants in there, and, you know, some are better than others. But it's funny, it's, there's, there's a bunch of littler restaurants all over the place. And there's one in the center named the library, and it's also a steakhouse. And it is, from my experience there, the best restaurant in the facility. Now, it's also the most expensive. Here's the deal. But it's worth it. Right? When I first just look, and this is what happens in life, and this is why I always catch myself. When I first look at a menu, I go, oh my God, look at the price of this. It's ridiculous. You can't, that's, you can't get a steak for less than 50 bucks. Like, what the? F- like, I know they're giving you the same chunk that the other place is, right? And, you know, I talk that shit, but really... When we, when we look at a menu and say that it could be from a scarcity mindset, right? Because if that steak's one of the most amazing steaks you ever ate, or if it comes with three sides rather than no sides like some of the other spots, right? Or it comes with this and that and you get, uh, you know, you get a butter melted on top and you get to pick your butter and you get a, you get a topping, you get to pick your topping. Right? It's like a craziness, but they did. You get to do all that, which was cool. But I the first couple times I went, I passed up eating there. And I said, this is crazy. And then this last time, it was a special event. I went, uh, some of my family came with. We went there because it was 
Uh, my mom came with me, and we went there. It was my mom and dad's anniversary date. My dad passed away a long time ago. But it was their anniversary date, and I said, you know what? Let's all go to a nice dinner tonight and just sit and enjoy and celebrate like you would if he was here. And we went to this restaurant, and, and I come from my mother. So my mother, she looks at the menu, and she's like, oh, my God, Michael. Michael, what, what are we doing? Right? Like, the, it's always... It's always the price of the menu. And we end up having some, it's an amazing dinner. The food was amazing, right? And actually it was so much, it became two dinners, right? But it, it was, it was freaking phenomenal. And when I left, I said, yeah, I'm going to that restaurant every time I come. Because here's the deal. Sure. The price might've been higher than every other restaurant there, but the experience, the quality, the taste, the service, Everything was better than any other restaurant there. So here's the deal. I have to make that decision. What happened was I finally was willing to make the purchase because they, they can't give you a bunch of free value. So I was willing to make the purchase. And what happened was when I was willing to make the purchase, I learned that that was a purchase I wanted to make over and over again. Because they deliver. Now, I would have been in there the first time I went if they were the place that said, yes, we are the highest ticketed priced item in the place, in the facility, because, because we're not going to shortchange you, because we're not just charging you this, because it's a resort, because we're going to deliver on this. We're going to make you feel like you should have paid more. Right? Like we're going to over deliver. And at the end, you're going to say, you got a deal and you want it every time. And what happened was, if they did this to me, right? They did this, like, yeah, listen, you have this price, but this isn't resort-type food. This isn't the resort-type experience. It's going to feel different. You're going to feel different. You're going to feel like you're in the resort, in the resort. You're going to feel like you're in the spot that everybody needs to be in. That you're in the know. And everybody wants to know the spot. What's one of the first things people ask for when they go someplace? Or Google. What are the spots to eat? Everybody wants to know the spot. Everybody has a spot that they think is the great spot, and they tell their friends about the great spot. See, I'm a foodie, so I'll tell you about, like, whatever you're looking for. Are you looking for sushi, Mexican, right, like, American? Are you looking for what kind of aviance, right? Like, I have a spot for different spots because I'm, I'm weird like that. But why lead gen is because lead gen lets me talk to my people. They let me talk to the people we're trying to serve. They let me communicate right with them. So when people talk to me about, you know, Mike, you know, I've kind of done all this stuff. What should I do now? I'm like, do it better. <laughs> like, get a better understanding of your people. Get better messaging. What are they feeling right now? And how can you make a message to talk to them? Right? Don't tell them what to feel. Make them feel it. Make them know that they're feeling it. Make them see that you understand it. Why I pick lead gen is because that's the most important part. That's the connection between you and who you serve. And without it, what do you got? Right? Like there's people in Unleash You Now, right? Like with us that I have sorry that we have this conversation. Because an amateur is worried about the first sale. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about making sure that we're speaking to our people and then creating the culture, the foundation, and the systems 
that work to give them the experience that they become family because of it. And if you go on my Facebook page, you're going to see, I don't know the number, a bunch of people putting green and blue hearts on all different posts. Because now they're, they're part of the family. I, tell, I spoke to them in their way and I brought them to us and said, hey, this is how we can serve you. This is how we can help you. Right? This is how we can guide you. And if you do that over and over and over again, the result's going to be outstanding for you. Like That's the thing that changes lives and make businesses not fail. Right? Those are the things that change lives, impact lives, and create movements. Because here's the deal. Unleash You Now, theoretically, even though it, the name has only been around a couple of years, has been in business now 10 years. Because it was CMF, which has switched the name over. 10 years. 96% of businesses in some polling, don't make it that long. This is what they don't tell you. It's because the ones that don't make it this long, they didn't make it a movement. They made it a business. And you run out. But if you make it a movement, you, you, you last forever. The movement doesn't die. You do that by talking to your people and letting them know what you're about, what you're for, and how you help and serve. And then how they can help and serve. How they can be part of it. How they're ingrained in the fabric of it. It's bigger than that. And that's why I picked Legion. Because without the people, there's no us. Go show the world of greatness. Paint your masterpiece. Peace, love, and happiness. Until the next time. Peace. We out. Thank you so much for listening to the Unleash Your Hustle podcast with Michael Faber, brought to you by Unleash You Now, where we want to show the world your greatness.